you, Lisa. <laughs> it's Megan. No, no, don't, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, thank you for picking up. Um, this is my new number. Yeah. It's, it's a landline. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to stay away from the internet for a little bit. Uh, you know, just going through a little bit of a detox for my mind. <laughs> yeah. So that brings up why I'm calling. Um, there's no easy way to say this. Uh, well, I'm not in QAnon anymore. So there's that. And I just wanted to apologize because I, I do not think that you and your husband are in a secret cabal of Satan worshiping cannibalistic pedophiles who are running a child sex trafficking ring and trying to overthrow former President Trump. I don't believe any of those things. And I'm so sorry. I put them all over my social media with photos of you both. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, you gotta, yeah, you gotta go. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you for, From a bunker in beautiful Parkchester, the Bronx, it's electoral dysfunction. Now, here's your host, Tom Brennan. Hey everyone, welcome back to Electoral Dysfunction, the show where comedians and experts debate the news of the week from the safety of their quarantine. I'm your host, Tom Brennan. Thank you for being with us for another week. And uh, thank you to Megan O'Malley for doing our show opening. Uh, and uh, it's kind of an interesting episode because while we were recording the panel, uh, the Senate impeachment vote played out. And you'll actually hear us react to it as it happens live. Uh, but for those of you who missed it, 57 voted to convict, 43 voted to acquit. And so by the math of the United States Senate, a place where reconciliation means we're going to do whatever we want and you're going to deal with it, uh, Donald Trump has been acquitted. 43. That's all you need. Uh, it's a disappointing moment for democracy, uh, or for justice, rather. Uh, I guess democracy, too. Why not? Bad for everyone. Uh, but at the same time, I think... Uh, I don't agree with the sentiment that says we just need to move on, because you can't move on without accountability. But, you know, it, it, it is interesting because we kind of knew it was going to shake out this way from the get-go, right? We knew the Republican Party wasn't going to wasn't gonna throw Donald Trump uh, under the bus. They weren't gonna do that. They need his supporters, they need his voters. There's 43 Republican senators. I believe 40 of them are planning to run for president. Uh, uh, that's the way it goes. It's disappointing, but it is, I, I hope people can take some, some heart in the fact that a majority of your fellow Americans rejected this man at the ballot box. A majority of your elected officials, including seven Republican senators, uh, two of whom, Pat Toomey and Richard Burr, are the worst. And even they said, you know what? This guy's guilty. Uh, I hope that, that, that some heart can be taken in that. You know, America's not broken. The United States Senate is. That's just the way it goes. Uh, with that, I'm going to kick it over to the panel. Uh, it is a great one. It is a, it's a, it is a very loose one. It's a little punchy. We get into it. Uh, and again, we get into the, the, the breaking news of the Senate impeachment vote. We get into it as it happens. 
So uh, Ned Thorne, my, my ally and friend, start wiping me to the panel. And join me in welcoming this week's panel. First up, very funny comedian and friend of the show, senior content producer for Change.org, and we just found out, host of the Brown Taboo Project podcast, Shreya Sarkar. Hey, Shreya, how are you? Hello. Thank you for finally reminding me that I have a podcast. Yep. Well, <laughs> that's on me. That's on I was me. say that puts you in rare company if if you have to be reminded that you have a podcast. I know it's a lot of self esteem issues. Yeah, I hear <laughs> you. Compounding and stuff. The minute I started doing a podcast, I was like, ugh. This I know. Is this is I out. can't let the public know. It's too shameful. Yeah, it's I. I'm cliche enough. Uh, next up, very funny comedian, uh, you know him from NFL Fan Therapy, from The Onion, and from his brief stint invading the Capitol. James Hesky is back with us. Hey, James, how are you? Ah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, hopefully I will stay out of jail, right? You know, uh, I, I, you know, I think I will be one of the, the people who uh, they will not press charges against. So, and also hopefully I will not, uh, I didn't taser my balls uh, and uh, have a heart attack. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm in that, uh, in that, that column. So feel yeah, good. Weird Venn diagram of people who invaded the Capitol, but didn't taser their balls. <laughs> and did not have charges uh, pressed against them. So yeah. feeling good, feeling good. The rare spot. Uh, good to see you again, James. Next up, joining us from the great city of Philadelphia, improviser, uh, thinker, uh, friend to millions, Mo Mankling. Hey, Mo, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, and, and and my millions of friends are also so happy that Philadelphia is on the hearts and minds of all people on yeah. this uh, on this cloudy Saturday. I have to say, <laughs> like nothing. Again, I generally hate the United States Senate, but uh, them all laughing at that lawyer saying Philadelphia as one voice. I was like, ah, oh, that was the most humanizing moment that body has had in decades. <laughs> for real, for real, and I think the most support that Philadelphia has ever actually gotten. Yeah. From, from the federal government. So, That's exactly. So it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe Bob Casey Jr. threw a battery at him midway through that scene. <laughs> well, that's what he gets for dressing up like Santa while he's presenting. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only suit he owned. Uh, and of course, from Bloomberg Opinion, uh, our, my friend and enemy of millions. I'm so tired today. Robert George. Hey, Robert, how are you? Hey, Tom, how's it going? Uh, you know, I, I, I thought that I had recognized James Heskey from somewhere and I was thinking, oh my God, yes, it was from the insurrection. How yeah. could I, how, how could I, and you know what, but you know what, he, he probably will not be, he probably will not be charged, uh, well, for two reasons, you know, one, uh, somehow uh, he, um, he kind of merged with all of the other kind of uh, kind of you know heavy set white guys um, that were storming the Capitol, so they didn't quite um, identify him. Hmm. And he was yeah. smart enough. Really was, unnecessary for you to call that out, but go on. He, sure. he was smart enough. He was smart enough not to um, video um, videotape himself. So you know, so there's right. that. Plus the fact that you know, not too many people realize this. Um, uh, he is Mitch McConnell's illegitimate son. So, yeah. um, you know, Mitch, Mitch, it, it, Mitch came down for him and said, you know, nah, you know, we're not going to, he gets a pass. He gets a pass. So. James Haskey, I'm going to let you respond to that. <laughs> sure. You know, uh, I didn't have a choice to be uh, Mitch McConnell's illegitimate son, but um, uh, you did have a choice to work for Newt Gingrich, and you did. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 nice. Oh. Well played. Well played. Very right. well played. 
And on that note, let's talk about about pitch battles between the left and the right. Uh, We're recording this Saturday afternoon as the the impeachment trial appears to be concluding in the Senate. Looks like for a moment it might not. There was a vote earlier this morning to have have witnesses speak, uh, specifically a congresswoman from Washington whose name escapes me at this moment in time. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Herrera Butler. There you go. Uh, who was a who is a corroborating witness to the bombshell reporting from CNN, I believe, yesterday that uh, that leader of the House minority, Kevin McCarthy, had a expletive filled phone call with Donald Trump during the insurrection, where he begged Donald Trump to get them to get him to call off the uh, call off his goons. I believe at one point shouted, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" to Donald Trump, who I don't care for, but at that point in time. Yeah was the president of the United States. Like, that's not nothing. Tom, like, Tom, Tom can, I, side, can I... But if he's up against Leader McCarthy, I'm like, all right, back up, Kevin. Tom, can, the, the exact, yes, as I understand, the, the, exact, the exact exchange was uh, um, McCarthy says, uh, these, these are your supporters. Uh, they're, they're, they're breaking into my office. Um, call them <laughs> off. And uh, oh, and everyone else's office, if you have time. The president, the, pre- the president of the United States, the president of the United States says, um, "Well, well, Kevin, um, I guess they're more concerned about the election than you are." And, uh, the, and Kevin McCarthy, and Kevin McCarthy responded, um, "Who the fuck do you think you're talking to?" Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, so yeah, uh, and again, like. The least powerful man in government, I guess. <laughs> well, and the thing is, though, yeah, like every um, sentence was said with that in that text where every other letter is a capital letter. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the thing is, though, what what we what what we've what we've realized from uh, just you know two weeks or so after that, when McCarthy kind of went with like hat in hand d- down to uh, Mar-a-Lago to visit the former president. Uh, Donald Trump knew exactly who the fuck that he was talking to, and uh, and it knew that there would be no consequences uh, um, for saying that to Kevin McCarthy then. And based on what looks, you know, we're 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 taping this as the vote is about to take place. But you know, the 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 Senate is about to the Senate Republicans um, are, will uh, not enough Senate Republicans will. Uh, support conviction of this president, and so yeah. he will be quote acquitted, even though it will be uh, um, arguably the the largest um, the largest pro conviction uh, impeachment in history. Um, but you know uh, if there are no consequences uh, in the context of the Republican. I mean, Republican Party. do you imagine that Donald Trump thinks that there are any consequences to literally anything that he does? Uh, I haven't seen much evidence of that thus far, but you know. I mean, he did get voted out of office, but that was about it. And even then, or did he? Got got me there. Got me there. Uh, I mean, according to him, he definitely was. So that's true. <laughs> uh, we stolen. Yeah. Great. Well, hopefully, he follows the other pattern of his life with his marriages and just goes on to run for president of Russia next, and then another country. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think so. Let's just to talk right now. Wouldn't it be funny if they all voted to find him guilty and like we find that out the minute we stop recording? <laughs> this whole thing is useless. <laughs> just like as a tweet out of nowhere. Yeah, I know where Rand Paul, you, that like, stands ne- up and he's like, I can't live this lie anymore. Guilty. <laughs> Even Tom Cotton's like, yeah, fuck that dude, man. This, yeah. uh, I tell you, it will be the ultimate. It I will be the ultimate. Ned. 
it will be the ultimate Ned Thorne editing job. I will, yeah, he will just say, uh, I, would, I would love that. <laughs> There's various Republicans like, well, I don't want to vote guilty, but I bet a lot of nerds are recording podcasts right now and I'd like to fuck their shit up. Guilty. <laughs> It's for all the podcasts. Yeah. Instead of Republicans, it, you know, in, in, instead the of the ultimate own the libs. <laughs> instead That's of Republicans, hit them where it hurts. The podcasts. Yeah, you don't instead have money Republican to re-edit this. I can't. I, I, you know, when it comes right. to when it comes to when it comes to Donald Trump, I can't quit you, babe. It's good. I, 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 I can't acquit you, babe. You know. All right. Can I leave? Can I leave? <laughs> and yet, I don't know what the rules are, but I want to leave. Yeah. You, uh, well, just bad news. If you leave, then the number of people it takes to convict and expel Robert from this podcast becomes a small filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you for the quorum. Uh, anyway, a few hours later, Democrats and, and Republicans, basically out of nowhere, I'm, and I was reading this on Twitter, not watching it live, because I'm binge watching ER right now. And first of all, great show. And there's three. Uh, you know what? I think episodes. your priorities are right. Um, 331 episodes. So this will get me through till I get vaccinated. I'm very, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, but out of nowhere, they're just seeing house man. I guess the way it came out is that house managers today on Saturday announced that they wanted witnesses, which I guess the Democrats and Republicans did not, were not given a lot of lead time in the Senate to know that this was coming. <laughs> and there was a vote somewhere in the realm of, I think 55, that I think it was uh, Romney, Collins, Murkowski, Sass, and Lindsey Graham, who all agreed to vote for witnesses. In Graham's case, it was to give credibility for, fine, if we're calling witnesses, I'm going to call everybody. <laughs> he was the, like, the five of us are on that list. Everyone in, <laughs> involved in politics is on that list. But he originally then, uh, voted... He originally voted um, voted against calling witnesses, yeah. and and then and then switched. Which it which it shocked a lot of people that Lindsey Graham went both ways oh, on witnesses. Um, but, um, <laughs> oh, <boo. laughs> no, I'm just saying that's exactly what happened. It was surprising that he decided to you know vote against witnesses before he voted for them. Yeah, that's all that's, right, that's all right. I'm saying. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> all right, we'll come back to this on our. <laughs> on, the, on our on our follow up podcast on shaming people, um, <laughs> but uh, but then uh, out of nowhere, uh, the the a new vote was held basically to that basically was like all right, we don't need witnesses. Let's just end it today. Uh, and Congress a actually, they didn't even have they didn't even really have a new they didn't even really have a new vote. They they just they, they, they um uh, the original the I'm original like vote the original vote was. Uh, uh, how do we open up the conversation on, on, on having witnesses? And once that, once that passed, um, they the look on Tria's face just now. I, I'm going to vote. I, I vote for the, the, uh, pyrotechnics guy from great white to, uh, to be at the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically once that, once that passed, uh, you, you, Thomas, Thomas, quite right. They were a little bit surprised that uh, the uh, the house managers were going to call for witnesses, and it, this basically came out because um, uh, Representative Herrera Butler's uh, comments, which had been out there for a while, got kind of got new life uh, in the closing hours last night. And it and and this is this is kind of this is kind of this part is imp important just to put everything okay. in context here. Um, on Friday, uh, 
because of the, ironically enough, the, the, the defense's testimony ended up, as they say on all the lawyer shows, opening up the, you know, opened up the door uh, to causing uh, a number of uh, senators, Republicans, Republicans and Democrats, to get into the timeline of the riot. And the, the question was, did Donald Trump know that Mike Pence's, you know, Mike Pence was in danger when he sent out this other arguably insightful tweet saying, "Well, Mike Pence doesn't have the doesn't have the doesn't have the courage to stand up for uh, the American people and their elections," and so you know, go crazy, folks, go crazy. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, so, uh, uh, so Senator so Senator Romney and Senator Collins initially uh, asked this. Of uh, of both sides, uh, the the House managers and Trump's Trump's lawyers, and then one of the Democrats also asked it as well. And it was it became very clear that this that this issue of to use an old phrase, what the president knew and when did he know it regarding um, Mike Pence, where Mike Pence was, and at what at what stage the riot was, and so, and so forth. Uh, it what went Mike to, Pence's name was. Yeah, so so that's so that is uh, so so um, after that, um, Herrera Butler's comments um, were were were, public, were were publicized, and so the uh, the House managers this morning, surprising a lot of people, said, you know, we are going to uh, call her specifically as a witness. Um, we will depose her, you know, over you know over over Zoom, have her testimony entered into the record. And then, um, and, if, and if anybody else comes forward in this context, we'd also pursue, want to pursue them as well. For various political reasons, um, Senate Democrats were not really inclined to um, to want to have uh, to want to have witnesses, even though they voted to open up the discussion um, towards them. And so, after like about a two and a half hour break, uh, Saturday uh, Saturday morning. Uh, they they basically said okay we'll stipulate to having uh, the public records of uh, Herrera Butler's comments put into the you know, put into put into the records so you, you know this should be more evidence um, that, that either side either side either side wants to use uh, I have I have my own issues as to why the Democrats did that but I've already been talking too much so I'll let James Haskey you look like you had a question <laughs> yeah so we 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 know Donald Trump fucking sucks right. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Accepted on the record. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yikes. And we know Republicans fucking suck, right? Yes. Sure. I, I, I would, I would argue that everyone in the situation sucks a lot at, at this moment. But yes, uh, yes I'd say that, that Donald Trump and, and, and the Republicans are, are sucking quite a bit more in this particular yeah. moment in time. Where's my $2,000? <laughs> Amen. That's that's mostly my question. Like that's mostly my question. I think that's the main question. I think I get it that we like we need to do this exercise, and it's important to do this. And but are they doing the exercise? That's what confuses me. Yeah, about. you do it, it and I get it. You do it, but you, you sort of run through it. But, but you, James, James, it's interesting. You run through it, but end it. I James, get James, end it to get us our two thousand dollars, James. The, the, the question that you raised is one of the reasons why um, 
the, the Democrats did what they did, in my view, in terms of shutting down the, uh, the, the witnesses issue, because- Yeah, uh, well, and let's just quickly add that the concern right. is, basically, if they vote today on, on guilt, they will then go on a quick recess for, I believe, this upcoming week, uh, come back and then focus on finishing up Biden's cabinet and COVID. Right. Yeah, recess. Look, the recess, the recess would happen. I get it. You're right. The recess would the recess would happen. The recess would would happen regardless of whether um, they, they had the um, the, the guilty. Constitutionally the, mandated that they get a week off every month. Yeah, seriously. Recess, what is with all these recesses? The recess would happen. It's a wonderful job. To it's have great. It's third, it's a third grade. <laughs> well, it is actually kind of funny because, you know, Joe Biden said that he was going to have the schools reopened, you know, but it, it, they, oh, they're not boy. open, but the recesses still continue. It's weird. Oh, boy. But well, he's, point, he said it from a, in an interview from 12 feet away from the to, reporter. To, to, uh, to, to, to James's point, uh, the, the Democrats were concerned that if uh, you had multiple witnesses called and lengthy depositions, um, it would go on beyond this week and several weeks afterwards. And sure. the, the, the concern was that uh, because uh, the, 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 the rules that were stipulated to between McConnell and between Schumer and McConnell in terms of governing impeachment, uh, no other Senate business, um, unless it was um, uh, unanimously consented to, could continue while the, the while the impeachment was right. was in place, that means that means to James's point that uh, they're not going to convict. They uh, just they just aren't. They aren't. No, you well, just fucking just give up on it. They aren't. They fucking aren't. Which is why they decided. So just, to, which is why they decided to surrender. Where they decided to surrender on the witnesses issue and get this out of what the way. They've now. Got, Right, and what they've done so far is very good. I think it's great. Spend a week on it. It's a, it's a very good exercise. What they've done, I think it's great. I'm not I'm not saying what they've done is a waste. My, but spend my, a week my, on it, and then wrap it up. My, my, Give us my, two thousand dollars. Well, well, which is fine, and which is actually, by the way, uh, which is the uh, which is the official editorial position. You'll be happy to know of uh, the Bloomberg Opinion editorial page. So, sure. James, well, you, 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 you you're in you're well in good done. company. You're in good company. Wow. I'm so, I'm so uh, glad wow. hearing more people tell me what my opinion should be about the state of <laughs> to be held accountable for his actions. Not just anybody, but particularly Bloomberg. Uh, no, that's great. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, so, so, glad, I'm so glad. I hope, I hope Mike can send uh, a bunch of uh, uh, people out to, you know, a bunch of comics out to, like, out to, like, on Facebook to spread the word. Anyway, yeah, but but, but the point, you, you, no, but anyway, no, you, you I just you, got that. I want to. Mo, Mo, I'm sorry, you guys. I, I talked a lot. You guys. Yeah, Shreya, I want to. Shreya, you, uh, you, you, you react yeah, up, affirmative to James. I'll mute myself. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm all over the place on this. Your your take. I'm all over the place on this, and to be fair, I haven't followed this news at all because I'm so fucking tired of everything. Um, uh, but also, yes, I feel like. Regular people like us are way more interested in $2,000. I think because we're somewhat politically tuned in, we also get like that there's a lot more to impeaching and convicting Trump. And therefore, there's this is slightly uh, also not slightly. It is also important what they're doing. I agree wholeheartedly. I do not understand for the life of me like the 
the logic that goes into this process. And obviously I get that it's like something dictated by like hundreds of years of whatever, bullshit. American <laughs> bullshit founding father nonsense. Um, but like, like I, I cannot for the life of me understand why this is something that like the House and Senate, like bodies of governance who are supposed to be spending their time governing <laughs> the rest of the country are like focused on this. It seems like something that should be in the courts. Um, and I think that's a, right? I think that's a good point and a good question. Like, cause I mean, I, let's like, let's go back on a minute on impeachment. Part of why, you know, you need a, was it like a two thirds vote of the Senate is because and like, let's put the shoe on the other foot for a second. Like if it were a simple majority, then let's say in a mythical world, I was just going to throw out a hypothetical. Let's say that one of the two political parties had a leadership that was just completely morally bereft and would do anything for power. Just imagine that person. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, as, as a mind experiment. Yeah, as yeah. a mind experiment. Then, you know, they would probably impeach, say, like a president who hadn't done anything impeachable as quickly as they could and just kick him out of office. Uh, and that's why you have two thirds so that, you know, like so that let's say again in that impossible I'm lost Tom um, I'm already lost there can't just be 50 No but like wouldn't wouldn't but, the like ultimate decision lie with the court so like yeah like obviously well, that, people get impeached the ultimate decision on any I think criminal like penalties like jail time would be would be reserved for the court like the congress can't send you to jail they can just say you're impeached you're guilty and then presumably wherever you committed those impeachable offenses the the judicial system in that district, I would assume, or even like a federal judicial might follow up with more investigations after that. Uh, but I think to that point, like what what you made the point early on that, and I, I actually am inclined to agree with, and I've been back and forth on this all morning, is that I do think that, you know, as as much as it is important, like he did something that was impeachable, he should be held accountable. I see the argument that says, but we know, like, we, we know how this vote is already going to turn out. I mean, 45 Republican senators said this isn't even a constitutional exercise. They're probably not going to be like, well, it's not constitutional, but guilty. Like, that's probably not going to occur at all, you know. And I think, I think you're foolish to assume what an election will be about two years early. Like, and in fact, no one would know in, no one would have predicted in February of 2020 that the election that fall would be about COVID. But if I had to pick the two major issues we're confronting right now that the 2022 midterms will be about, you know, Trump's crimes or, uh, or COVID recovery, I suspect COVID recovery will be more on people's minds when they go to vote. And I can appreciate, like, this is one of the few times where I'm like, I, do I think Democrats got rolled? Yes. Do I think they were wrong to get rolled? I don't know. Because <laughs> I can see the argument of let's get, let's get the hell out of here and move on to the next thing. Tom, I don't mind, I, 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 I don't mind them getting rolled. Um, I, I just think it's bad when they basically roll themselves. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, hey, maybe it's what we're here for. Well, we do best. Do a little election called 2016. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but what I mean, but in, in in this particular in this particular case where you know the the House managers, uh, and by the way, uh, I do just quick one quick step back here. I think um, uh, to a person, uh, the 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 House management team this year is um, by a huge factor um, so much better than, than, than last year's. Um, not, in just in not only in just in terms of the strategy they approached, I think, the, I think 
Um, I think they're, they're all, they're, um, Jamie Raskin is, no offense to Adam Schiff, but Jamie Raskin is, is just is a much more likable um, mm -hmm. indiv um, individual. Um, he feel he comes across as you know your sort of like uh, your, your 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 affable your affable lawyer dad, uh, and 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 not to and I'm not saying this in a in a I don't mean to be in any way um, uh, sound like I'm being slight in this you know the personal tragedy that he that, that he went through you know right before um, you know right before the uh, the riot in the in the capital with when he, he lost his he lost uh, his his son to suicide and and how he wove that into uh, his opening remarks i mean was incredibly it was incredibly effective uh you you've also the democrats also had a couple of like rising stars um yeah. on their team like J jonah goose from colorado how, hey by the way side note how is it that colorado brings produces both like jonah goose and like lauren bobert who is like marjorie taylor green jr anyway hey that's, a, that's a side note colorado uh, Stacey, Green's maine is one of those it's mountain there yeah Stacey, they love two entire, things in that an state. entirely square state and yeah. weird shit happens. Yeah. High altitude, low oxygen levels. It's a It's all those right angles. My my advice to my advice to Stacy Plaskett, who is like the delegate from the U.S. Virgin Islands, move to just about any state, sister, because you need to be a place where you can like run run statewide and become like a like a big superstar in the Democratic Party. Yeah. Well, you and I talked about this at the beginning. Like the team they put together last year was a really solid like team of prosecutorial chops, like a team that understands law. Like this year around, they sent a political team. They sent you know, I mean, Swalwell and Castro are two of their better like on camera. Uh, moder you know, uh, yeah, Swalwell is probably the only one I would, I probably would not have put on the, on, on there because but I mean, he's, he's, he's guys he, comes across a, he comes across as a little bit smarmy. Let me put oh, it that okay. Way. Well, yeah, boy, that's what, well, what uh, I mean, how are you going to avoid that? With anyone? <laughs> no, but, Regardless, but my point being, they put together a team. It was a very diverse team too. The goal here was, I don't think the goal here was to necessarily win the vote, but to put the best possible case so that the country said, wow, I can't believe how broken the United States Senate is. That no, that's exactly. Well, that's, that's, what, it. that's the best you can do. I want to turn yeah. Modi. Uh, uh, yeah, so, 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 my, my, my point was that they, they, they put together a great, um, uh, a, 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 a great management uh, house um, impeachment management management team. But when that team comes towards the Senate and say, we think we would like to have some, um, uh, have some, have some witnesses. You know, the Democrats have to start being, you know, Chuck Schumer and company have to start being more nimble and just kind of figure out, okay, well, but how are we going to do this? We spend so much about, like, the Democrats well, have to do this, the Republicans have to do this, and it's just clearly none of it is working because, like, people care about, like, taking care of their families right now. We don't give a shit about it. It's like we we care, but it's not going to change anything. And there's nothing about this trial that anybody thinks is actually going to lead to a uh, educated, uh, dignified uh, discourse, right? So my whole thing is like, what are we going to do now? Just like as a society, because it's very clear that this isn't working. <laughs> so I mean, like, I just that the the it's just you know like like Syria was saying earlier, it's just like I'm just so tired, and that's how everyone feels. So like I don't know, I'm kind of Hold okay on, with it. Just like and Mo, to your point. That's that's actually that's kind of been you know you know President Biden has been pretty smart in keeping you know arms distance um, away from this. He says, well, look, the the Senate is going to do what it's going to do. 
and, and and he, I think he said on like Thursday or Friday, uh, you know, that the that the uh, um, the prosecution did a you know kind of did did a good job, and they may have you know changed some lines here and there. But he didn't invest in, in he didn't invest energy and time and focus on on it. He he basically said, you know, you do what you do, and uh, you know we're we're just going to continue doing our job, which which is a which, which is smart politically. Smart and he did that. Yeah, and, and he spent all that time, all that time on that uh, on that uh, Valentine's thing, yeah, and on the lawn. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Mo, go ahead. <laughs> uh, wait, so, uh, Mo, 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 can I? Uh, let me interrupt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me interrupt you for one quick second. Yeah, I'm going to need you to interrupt. Oh. Hey, Rob, hey, Rob, one thing. So that this one doesn't thing. feel like we're just yeah. ganging up. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt Jen, you. One second. I just, I just need to get into the last segment. All right. Robert okay, George Tom. breaking news. 5743. 57 to convict. 43 to 50. So, we're Republicans, right? Wow. Well, that I'm still trying to figure out. Actually, can you give me one second? I'm going to try to break it. Absolutely not, Robert. Robert, come back. Who's going to interrupt us now? What's going on? Just, I will play the I will play the, the part of Robert. Um, <laughs> keep talking, keep talking. I have no idea how to do this. Oh, boy, it's hard. Okay, like, there's at least two, okay men. <laughs> there's at least two people. Let's roll it back here. Mo, please go ahead. <laughs> we'll find out who it is. Oh, boat. who even knows what my point was anymore, other than that I am exhausted. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I You know what I really want is, like, reportcard.com on like every one of these votes so I can like keep track of every single asshole that voted like for and against. It's like, it's like a full-time job keeping track of how terrible people have been over the last year. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so that's guys, what I really want. All right, Robert, you've got these the latest the, from the Senate floor. These are the, these are the seven, these are the seven people, these are the seven Republicans who voted to convict. Um, um, Burr, uh, wow. From 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 a uh, from uh, uh, Tom's Tom's third favorite Tom's third favorite state who is uh, likely to who is retiring at the end of who's retiring uh, Ka Cassidy Cassidy from Louisiana who just got reelected yeah um, and then the rest That's are right. as it um, as expected um, uh, Cass uh, excuse me Collins um, Murkowski Romney Sass and uh, Pat Toomey who is also retiring. And who's also yeah. retiring, exactly. And then, so, uh, yeah, and Burr particularly, not only retiring, but you may recall a year ago, uh, the good people in the Trump uh, administration outed his, uh, outed his many investments in various, uh, in various things that-, that uh, Related it? to COVID. In Zoom, COVID. He invested in a lot of pharmaceutical companies when he got those COVID briefings, so. One thing we can say is those seven Republicans are now all good people, and we can just agree <laughs> that they're fine and uh, they're good, and yeah. that we love them now, and they're part of the resistance. Well, one and, of the interesting. Uh, I'm going to kiss them, and I care about them, and fuck them, and I hope they die. All right. What am I going to do? All right. So I'll, I'll just leave. Actually, how do I kill? How do I just? I'll just leave. Hang on. What do I do? How do I? All right. All right. This was a good. Uh, uh, so this, this was great. You know, we actually had like really breaking news as a, as, a, as, a, yeah, as this was going, going on. Going on. Um, they hey, threw one to the podcast. Yeah, threw a bone to the podcast. To, to, um, yeah. Society to survives. <laughs> uh, to, to Tom's to Tom's point, um, Burr 
ended up uh, facing, finding himself in the crosshairs of the, uh, of the um, Trump administration because he, was, he led the, the Senate Intelligence Committee, um, which um, put out a blistering report um, on, the, on the Russia investigation, which really went even further than the Mueller, the, the Mueller report did in, in terms of uh, implicating the whole Trump 2016 team and it's- uh, Where's my $2,000? I remember that I interrupted Mo with, with the breaking news. So Mo, you've got the floor. Wait, which uh, time? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, so, I'm so sorry. I have a really dumb question. Please. So, it's 55 to 43. 57, 57, 57 47, 43. 57. 57 to convict, but it, it wasn't enough to actually no, convict. It's 10, it's 10 short of conviction. It, yeah, needs, two right. thirds. it needs to be two thirds of who's present. So uh, well, well, I believe now that it's 57 votes, he is now no longer entitled to any presidential discounts at major shopping locations. By the way, though, this right. is the, this is the largest. This is the largest. This is this is the largest um, guilty vote of of any um, uh, of any of any impeachment in history, and yeah, it's also yeah. um, the most bipartisan uh, impeachment vote. I mean, the last one was technically kind of bipartisan because uh, the Democrats picked up Mitt Romney, but that was under. This is also the the. Right. Uh, the, the I mean, uh, we picked him up the same way, like his dog wrote in the car with him. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, look, this time you've got seven, seven members. Uh, yeah. There's never been a case where you've had as many members of, uh, the, 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 of the, 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 the then current president um, uh, um, voting, voting, to, voting to convict. So, you know, Donald Trump, it once again goes down in history as a truly yeah, awesome, hey, awesome Somebody person. text me when he's dead. Just how about we do that? <laughs> Just somebody fucking text me when he's dead. And at that point, that's what I want to know. Like, text yeah, me when he's dead and we'll move on. Uh, I don't uh, give well, a fuck about him. Like, that's what uh, not president uh, unless it's only about a year and a half before we have to deal with uh, talks of uh, re-election and or the next campaign. Yeah, right. But, so, he's gonna, yeah. but but his brain is turning into fucking pudding, and it, and like, that that it wasn't before. Yeah. No, but it's, but, but he's he's gonna go out. Of, I know, but he's but but he's gonna go out onto the he's gonna try to go out onto the onto the stump, and he will go out there. And he will say the N word, and it will make things different. <laughs> and like I, I, that I will that will be the line. I think it. No, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, the the, the congressman's oh, name is Nagoose. You oh, mispronounce boy. it. It's Nagoose. All oh, right, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can miss that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he won't. He won't say, "Look at my African American friends." Like is what I'm saying. Uh, now that justice has reigned in America and the United States Senate, the only place in the world where 57 people can call you guilty and you are thus considered innocent, uh, let's talk uh, other issues of the week. And a thing that, that we've seen an uptick around the, uh, in the last year, we've seen an uptick of violence against Asian 
Asian American, Asian Pacific Islander uh, communities across the country. And there is a particular spike in the last month. Uh, there's some connection here just based I'll on leave. I'll just, I'll just mute myself for this oh. one. I'll right. just... Okay. <laughs> Thank you, James. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, it's like being a father. <laughs> um, uh, and there's some connection, at least connection, at least to the to the impeachment trial, just in that uh, we've seen that uptick, particularly in response to the COVID pandemic, which former president of the United States, who was Donald Trump, uh, you know, famously referred to it as the China virus. Uh, and part of why we, you know, had such a such a such a push to go through with this impeachment was an idea that, yeah, maybe the vote would fall, but still, you know, there had to be repercussions on this insurrection of the Capitol, which was motivated in no small part due to racism, to white supremacy. Uh, and to have that against this backdrop of this uptick in violence, which is, in my view, not getting enough reporting on uh, in, in the mainstream media, is, is really striking. And it's really, it's a, it's a harsh reminder of the fact, in my view, that in the last, you know, something was unleashed in the last four years that just having a new president sworn in won't put back, you know, won't put back in the in in the bottle, uh, and we're particularly seeing it generally in major cities, uh, and and it got a lot of reporting this week just with this being the Lunar New Year falling on Friday, and uh, uh, you you saw an uptick of police presence in a lot of your major cities, Chinatowns and predominantly Asian neighborhoods. And I wanted to talk about it for a few moments because I think it is an important important thing we're not talking enough about, uh, and. Uh, Shreya, we'll start with you. I know you've been you've been talking about this a lot uh, in your in your social media channels. I'm just your your take on on what's happening out there and your thoughts and feelings. Yeah, I think the most shocking thing, um, and I'd love to hear from Mo as well on this, was that like it took so long to actually talk about it. Um, the like mainstream media like only recently kind of started covering it. I'm sure that was in large part due to one the the pressure that people were putting on them just by like speaking out about it. Um, and also like the timeliness with Chinese New Year and Lunar New Year um, coming up. But I think like, like at change.org, we saw a ton of petitions that people were starting around like, you know, obviously justice for such and such person, but also like talk about us and like share this news and like, covered these stories because they weren't being covered like at all um and that was the most like hurtful part um to see that like this wave of violence wasn't even newsworthy um except to like the particular community that you know the person belonged to and that's like that's nothing new um but I think just given everything, it, it was particularly like, really, it's like 2021 and we're still dealing with this. Um, Probably dealing with it even more than we, right. we have in the last few years. And I think that the thing that really sucks about it is that it's like disproportionately people who are also, you know, in the front lines. Like if you're if you're out and about, like a lot of people are just staying home as much as they can. But the people that are out or the people that have to be out it's like your front like the people that are uh making food the people that are um like are, are like taking care of people at like a hospital or a home care place or 
you know, maybe just trying to take a walk because it's the first time they've left their house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it frankly, doesn't surprise me at all. That Quickly it's, interject just to add to that, that like that's uh, there's also an uptick in seniors and what they're finding. Mm-hmm. Seniors, yeah, exactly. A thing I've learned yeah. with senior parents throughout this pandemic, just that like that one walk outside a day is sort of the equivalent to whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever exercise or fitness that we do or A, B, and C, many things that we do. So so that's one of the things. I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, I mean, like my dad in Flushing, who lives in, an, in a, whatever, like a 10-story apartment building, the only time he's getting out is when he's taking a walk around a block. And you know what? I just, I keep thinking about that. I, I, I wish I remembered who the comedian was, but it was like, you know what? I think if you're going to be racist, you have to, you should be denied all access to any food that's not like potatoes or anything else because this is, I was like, these people are like just in just throwing out all of this hate. They're being violent against like an 84 year old man from Thailand. And mm-hmm. what is that guy doing to you? And I'm, I'm just like, you're, I, I, I don't think people like even the people that have all this hate inside them don't even realize like that, like how much of that person's culture is already infused in their life. And it's, it's so, uh, it's so, I, it, 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 uh, you know, it, it's very serious, and also it does make me want to like take all of the good food away from everyone in this country except for our communities of color. Uh, and what's interesting about that, I remember a, a video. This is this was early in the pandemic here in New York City of of a uh, an Asian woman getting attacked on the subway for wearing a mask, and the argument was like, "Ah, oh, you're spreading that virus," and it's such a weird world we live in that at that point in time we thought if you were wearing a mask that meant you had the virus and (laughs) now we as a culture understand that actually the point of those masks is to say i don't want to get it from you (laughs) exactly i don't want to find out what's going on i'm just taking care of everybody it's me being generous and caring um also didn't most of the virus come here from europe yeah most of your particularly on the east coast and uh the Northeast and I think uh, Louisiana, where we saw our earliest hmm. Interesting. The Asian strain, I believe, did hit Washington State, but uh, like see. the thing that, like the the, stri- the spread that has mostly hit the country, can be sourced back to New York, which is sourced by the mm-hmm. European strain. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and James. <laughs> this is what I get. Look, in my defense, every single winter I go to London and I just lick everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, Every, I, James. That's how James and I met. Yeah, that we, <laughs> the we, London Lake Fest. <laughs> we we are we like to bring things into the country. We yeah. are we we are interesters. It's always worked. It's a, Let's go oh, down to. How about we go down to Harrod Square and pick up some viruses? Hey, mate. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring it on home. Bring it on home yeah. to the kids. Look. Yeah. Let's have yeah. a ball over at Pick a Licky Square. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get some COVID in it. <laughs> in it. You call it gross. I call it Christmas. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I've been I've been going to the doctor a lot lately, and um, uh, the nurse that does the check-ins. Uh, you know, she's doing the COVID check-ins, like, have you gotten sick or anything? But the the real the question she asks almost every single person is, have you looked at any doorknobs lately? Which I think is funny, but I'm always, like, just a little afraid that the person in front of me is, like, not going to yes. laugh and not be as surprised <laughs> as I want them to be. Yeah. That question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah like, you just got to say, like, how lately? How lately? <laughs> yeah. I try not how to live lately. I, I I only I only lick a door job I only lick a doorknob door when I'm in a jam. Yeah, uh, that's oh, that's boy. that's that's all. That's the only. Thing. Uh, 
I gave a lady friend of mine a door job. Uh, oh, hey, hey. <laughs> James, I'm surprised you even found it. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, my answer to that doctor, by the way, be like, answer that question. No, I've not licked any door jobs. Door knobs. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I think door job is the name of this episode. Follow up question for you, doctor. How many people in this line said yes? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know, when you see this, this, the, and, and yeah, that's what's so troubling looking through this wave of discrimination. Like there's never, like there's no good or acceptable reason for discrimination whatsoever. But when you look through it, like you look into these stories, you're trying to say like, what is the source? What is this about? And it is about literally like, like absolute best case scenario, nothing. Worst case scenario, it is continuing the lie of like COVID was brought by, by China and you're Asian enough, so mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this. And it is a- uh, You're talking about me, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes I am. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was the police plotter report on you, Hesky. That yeah, Asian enough, is, uh, is, that's, that's the name of my album. Right. Um, it's, Asian I, enough. I believe banned on everything, even the Daily Caller. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm curious, like, and, and Robert, you've been, you know, you, you are my, my go-to source on all things news and what's happening. Like, what is your take on this? What are your, 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 you know, thoughts reading these stories and about the lack of coverage too? Like, it's not getting as strong a coverage as it should. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, there was a little. This is the this is the this is the weird irony here that you know when uh, uh, when Donald Trump was president, there was a, like a little bit there's a little bit more focus because uh, because of his you know uh, you know contemptuous language of China virus and and all this other kind of stuff. When episodes incidents did actually happen, people would say you. you Look, the, the president is helping create an environment um, for you know for um, for prejudice and hate and and so forth. The 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 uh, the eerie aspect is now that he is not tweeting uh, out, he's not tweeting stuff out there, and he's not in our face um, every sing, um, every single day. Um, yeah, why isn't he tweeting as much? Uh, oh, because 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 the Twitter the, the got canceled. Twitter Twitter impeached tw tw Twitter impeached and convicted him in a more meaningful way than the, you know the Congress did oh, by, okay. by actually kicking him off Twitter. And they actually announced a couple of weeks ago that, that you know that it, it's um, that that it's, it, it's that it's permanent. But the point is, because he's not out there, it it, it becomes almost like um, you know out. I mean, I hate to put it this way, but out of sight, out of out of sight, out of mind. Because yeah. there's not a public figure out there trying to um, uh, you know, exhibit um, hate or prejudice um, against um, against Asian Americans. Uh, people uh, people tend to put it out, you know, ignore it. But you but know, it's kind to, of how to, racism to, is always handled when well, Democrats well, are in power. Uh, well, yeah, yes and no. Um, I mean, um, President Biden, when Andrew you know, Johnson in, in, in one of his <laughs> in one of his executive orders, no, no, serious point here. One of his I, mean, I agree with the yes part. In, in, <laughs> in, in, in Robert, his, I'm sorry. In, in his in his in his executive in his in his executive <laughs> one of his executive orders, um, you know, President Biden. Did you know? Did mention this and and did try to and did and did, and did try to uh, try to elevate it. Uh, but the other point is though that uh, sometimes 
uh, people do figure, oh, the Democrats are in power, so I don't really have to worry about Yeah, it's a, that, that sense of complacency and like, yeah, you know. Everything's solved. I mean, and, and also yeah. I will say, in, yeah. in a, in a deluge... There's, a, there's, a, there's, an Asian, there's an Asian vice president, you know, there can't be any more racism, right? Just like there's an Asian black, black president. You know, I mean, there's, an, there's a black vice president too. Uh, racism solved. Hallelujah. Blasian. Is that what we're saying now, Blasian? Yeah. In a new in a new administration where there are uh, no less than one thousand different fires that need to be put out, like a an executive order that says like don't hate on Asian Americans is actually not <laughs> gonna do too much. All right? all right. We actually need to like maybe change a conversation. And just because somebody like stirred stirred the racist pot and and spread a lot of trauma around people doesn't mean it's gonna uh, automatically change with the change of a new administration, so. There's also a cop vice president, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, 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 wait do, a second, but I, but wait I, a second. I, I Hold it. Tom, Tom, hold on one second. All right. Tom, one second. Please, please do. <laughs> why, Seven Republicans uh, voted to convict, so I'll uh, Why are we, why are we like worrying about- I'm having this? fun. Why are we worrying about this Asian racism <laughs> when the big issue is, you know, where's where's the two thousand dollars? That's what we need to focus on. Right? Done. We can't. Thank you, can't Robert. Do, I was about to. I, thank you for thank you. The Republican wants his two thousand dollars from the government. But I was because there's now so many Asian Americans who are not going to get those two thousand dollars because they were murdered. Like, but I was gonna say tying to that I'll take important it. thing. Why I'll do take you it see, they should have been working harder, Sria? What can I say? I can't say. I can't say. Uh, I, I don't know enough. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> That's getting edited out. Uh, okay. Um, uh, but no. I Remember think, when Robert used to have a job? <laughs> Editorial See, uh -oh. I've offended both white men, both uh, white men on the panel. Robert George. Once again, this damn cancel culture. What can I now say? Now writing for Facebook.com. Uh, <laughs> no, I think a, an important thing to note: the the general uptick in crime that you've seen in America's cities. You can see a certain connection back to the pandemic in that you have a lot of particularly like young men who, who have nothing to do. And that has been part of it. And just a general, like the general anxiety and, and raises pulled from that. So there is something to be said. And I think, you know, you run that challenge of like, what can government do to essentially solve racism? And like one of the answers is to set a better example, but you know, part of that other, you know, part of how you, how you reduce crime is to, you know, like is to actually, you know, create more things to do and things to occupy the time of young, uh, particularly like young men are who you tend to see being responsible for crime. You see a correlation between nothing going on, joblessness and, and no resources, like schools being closed, high schools being closed, that kind of thing. And, and, and an uptick of trouble that eventually exacerbates into crime. So I do wonder what- Well, there's also, well, Tom, there's also a question- To a downtrend of crime in that general. Well, well Tom, I mean, you, you, there's the other elephant in the room um, is that there's, a, there's also a question about- Oh, and here? There's oh, also a question about oh, whether, a some, whether some <laughs> of the protests, whether that some one. of the- Is it about- Is that for a minute? Let Robert finish. Sorry. <laughs> The, the the other the other the other question is whether uh, any of the any of the protests last last summer um, caused uh, some of the, some 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 uh, police departments 
to you know back off back off on on proactive on proactive enforcement. Um, I'm not saying that that's the only issue, but I think I think it has to be part of the conversation. Yeah, um, I don't think it does. <laughs> all right, why not? Here. Uh, I mean, um, backing down from being proactively violent and awful is not a. a I, I just I don't think that's a sound argument. But, that, but that's not that's not that. But that's not what I said. That's not what I said. Well, there, clarify there, what you that, said. Yeah, clarify because no, that's what I heard. <laughs> well, well, no, well, I know, but but if 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 you're if you're only um, if if your only sense of what cops do is you know just be uh, um, be violent and beat down on on minority com communities, I can see why you would would would, th would, would think that. But there is a, I th there's a, there's a, there's a fine line um, between um, proactive, um, proactive poli um, policing, where uh, neighborhood policing and things like that, where the, 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 there is a visible um, police presence, but it's not there to intimidate. It's, it's there, it's there to support. I mean, even in, you know, even in, in New York, this discussion has been, this discussion has been going on, and there are members of the minority community who feel that there has been less police presence in some of their, um, in some of the, in some of their neighborhoods, and it, it has led to an increasing crime. They're not, they're not out there asking, oh, we want you in here, you know, um, you know, beat, you know, beating up our, be beating up our young kids and shooting them and and all this other kind of stuff, but we there is a problem with there is a problem within our neighborhoods um murders have gone up and we want to, we 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 need to have this it's a problem that we need to address that's why that's why there's always been a tension um between over policing in in um but there's always been a tension between under policing and over policing in minority um in minority neighborhoods and that's one of the that's one of the reasons why the whole defund the police thing um last summer was kind of was kind of absurd because um uh, a lot of minority communities don't want don't want um the police defunded they want smart um policing within their um within their communities i mean i would i would I would say that you know the idea of policing needing to be the answer is part of the problem. Like it's like it's not. I, I think yes. Like I think what you said can be true, but like none of these things are in a vacuum, right? So like there can be, there needs to be a detraction of police that are going to be actively violent. But I also don't see people uh, propping up the the mental health experts and the people who are able to intervene in ways that don't involve having a police officer on every street corner. There are many ways that have been absolutely proven to help reduce violence, reduce murders, without having to have somebody that's out there with a gun or a taser out there to, to deal with it. So that, uh, you know, that's... I 100% agree with you, Mo. And I think it's, I don't know, I want to say Denver, but some town that has started um, like with 911 calls, dispatching social workers instead of actual like police officers, which one lessens the load on police so they can actually focus on what they're like trained in and, you know, able to handle and like aren't overstretched. And two, like lets people who are trained in more unstable situations to like properly handle those so that it doesn't escalate to needing violent tactics or people fearing for their lives and accidentally killing someone in the process. Um, so I think what communities really want are resources and sometimes there's like this misunderstanding maybe that like 
police is the only option. And if that's their only option, option, then it's either like they're going to solve our problems or they're going to kill us and we don't know, but we're like, we need help and we're just not like not sure who to ask um, and what resources are there for us. I want to, I want to move on to, to, to one other thing, but I just want to, to put a pin on that. What to me is a really kind of, I don't know if heartbreaking is the right word, but like tragic thing about the, the debate on policing from this past summer is that so many of the things that I've heard activists say they don't want police doing anymore are things that you know, when they are not posturing for political purposes, you also hear police unions say that they that their members don't want to be doing anymore. Uh, but yeah. unfortunately, a lot of the union leadership, in my experience, tend to be people who'd rather win a political argument than actually move forward. Uh, one last thing to uh, one last thing to talk about this week: uh, uh, America's governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, Robert. Is he going to get reelected in 2022? <laughs> it's looking pretty bad. Because it's a fun thing that it turns out. I think about this a lot. People are always like, oh, why does Cuomo win all the time? And the answer is because most of the people who vote in New York are old people uh, who really like him. Uh, bad news for him. Turns out he let a lot of old people die. <laughs> it's yeah, not it's a good it's, place to be when you need. It's a similar. It's a. It's kind of a similar problem. It's kind of a similar problem if you think about it to what uh, to what Donald Trump had. You know, um, a lot of the old people who voted for Donald Trump in 2016 didn't quite make it to 2020 because oh, that's right, he messed up with the pandemic. Yeah, let me tell you um, something about these old people. They like living. They like it a lot, even if they don't do much. They enjoy being alive. <laughs> It's the one thing that they're good at. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> maybe the best at. <laughs> you, you know, but yeah, this is this they're is not that great at it, though. This, <laughs> Tom, you know, Tom, Tom, Tom always teases me about being. Speaking of old people, he always teases me about being so old. Um, Older, but, not so old. Okay, uh, one of the one of the interesting ironies uh, uh, in New York. I shouldn't call it. Uh, there's, and there's an interesting trend. Let's uh, quickly just back up to explain the situation. So uh, uh, the Cuomo administration underreported the number of deaths uh, Under, well, in the, uh, there, nursing homes from COVID. There were two, there, there were two situations. Um, the, the first part was that, um, uh, that the Cuomo administration in the early days of the pandemic um, took um, people who had recovered um, who, who had uh, been sent to hospital, recovered from from COVID, uh, and then put them back into nursing homes. And this was early. This was early on before people completely understood um, the, the 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 contagion and transmission and things. Did like they? That. Did they, Robert? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> did they? But yeah, anyway, actually, yes. So 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 yeah, initially. Sure. So, 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 so initially, um, oh, is it a virus? Can you just, is it, does okay. it go what in the air? It? We don't know. I can't Are believe this. Sure? This is like the what most is, number of times I've it, said let Robert do a finish on a show. Does it go in the air? We don't know how it, how does it go? We don't know how it contracts. All right. Robert, kids. Damn. Uh, so, damn this guy. The, 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 the Trump. So, so, excuse me. The Cuomo, the Cuomo, administ the Cuomo administration Easy initially said that they 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 were following yeah. they were following CDC guidelines, and they kind of got a pass on on that aspect on that aspect of it. It then later on it started to come out that they were they undercounted 
the number of people um, who had actually um, who died because of that nursing home um, policy. They they said that people they, the, the people who had actually died in the hospital they counted as a hospital death, not as a nursing home not as a nursing home death, which made it harder to track how many people were uh, how many people were connected to uh, the the whole nursing home death aspect of COVID. And this was this was at the point where the CDC and and media were all trying to um, ascertain how many how many deaths nationwide were connected um, to nursing homes. What happened this week that real uh, now a, a lot of a lot of criticism Cuomo had been getting a lot of criticism from from uh, New York Republicans and conservative media outlets like the New York Post, uh, you know, where I worked years ago, uh, and and they had been they basically been able to to, to uh, duck mainstream mainstream criticism. It broke this past week though when uh, his um, number one aide, a woman by the name of Melissa DeRosa, um, a, a a tape came, um, came to the fore where she was where she was heard telling Democratic politicians in in Albany that um, they basically um, deep sixed or hidden hid a lot of the numbers um, because they were afraid of a Trump administration or federal government uh, investiga um, investigation. And so, uh, and oh, oh, by the way, in, in all the middle of this, of course, Andrew Cuomo wrote a book talking about how well he handled COVID. So Which, that's- Hey, look, this in is, his defense, that book was, I Sure Killed a Lot of Old People by Andrew Cuomo. And we were just like, weird title, but whatever, he could do no wrong. <laughs> so this, this falls into- yeah. I this mean, it was called the, "Fuck It, Octogenarians." Th th this is this is this falls into the category of karma is a bitch, kids. <laughs> you must be this old to live in Cuomo's. <laughs> uh, James, I know you of, of everyone has to have a strong opinion on this, and also have to have to hop soon. So I'll let you get the first swing at this. <laughs> um, I, just, I, I was just going to say it's it's amazing. Uh, out of all the Italian Americans in New York, that Cuomo has the most bodies on him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that guy. Oh, I mean that, he he is. He they really need to look into this. He has um, he's botched this in, on an incredible level, and and um, uh, not only has he botched it, but um, uh, the the idea that they have uh, for in the summer that. The, the party rallied around him and was like, you're doing so great, Cuomo. And the Way media to go, too, buddy. And the media too I mean, did. just, just, the, the, just. The media gave him, the, the, the media gave yeah. him a big pass, partly because, I, I mean. Absolutely. Partly because he, he came across as not, he came across as not Trump by putting on. He was like 4% better. He was like 4% <laughs> less dumb than Trump. He went on he TV every day so much. Spoke. He sucks. He absolutely <laughs> sucks. I voted for the Sex and the City lady. And I don't even think she would have been that great, but she was just less bad. I mean, she's, he, he's really, he sucks so bad. At least, at least if Cynthia Nixon, at least, at least if, at least if Cynthia Nixon had been elected, it would have come with a Miranda warning. Oh, all right, that's not bad. How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I throw my, is there a way for me to throw my entire computer away? How do I do that? Yeah, we, 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 we
when the bar is so low that you're like, well, this person isn't as bad as this person. So they're doing like, okay. And that's just like the, the real bummer of it all, I think, is that that's where, that's where we're at with basically every, uh, every leader in the country at the moment. It's like, yeah. well, they're not as bad as- One thing I, one, one thing I left out, one, one thing I did leave out um, in my little summary, uh, another, another turning point in this story um, beyond the, the tape that came out this week was, I guess, three weeks ago now, uh, the, uh, the, the New York Attorney General, uh, Tish James, she put out her own scathing um, report on, uh, on, on how uh, Cuomo handled this. And one of the, you know, one of the surefire things <clears throat> in politics is um, if, if criticism comes from your own party, it's going to carry a whole lot more weight than if it's going to come from the other, the other party. So suddenly, um, Dem other Democrats and the media suddenly said, okay, there really is, there really is something here. By the way, going back many, many decades, um, um, Mario Cuomo, uh, uh, who's also governor back in the, uh, in the, in the 80s and the 90s, uh, everything started to fall apart for him in his third term. And he ended up, and he ended up losing when he tried to run um, for a fourth term. A similar thing happened to um, Mayor Ed Koch. His third term as mayor, everything started to collapse. There were lots and lots of scandals. Uh, he tried to run for a fourth term. He lost in the he lo he lost in the primary. Um, Not as drastically say, bad, but I would say Mike Bloomberg's of his three terms, his weakest was his last term. And, as well, and it that. was it, it was his weakest as well. Yeah. So that there's there's always also been his third, first debate. There's been a third. There's been, always been a there's kind of a third term curse in New York politics. <clears throat> Um, I will. I, I will predict right now. Uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo will not run for a fourth term, and if he does run for a fourth term, uh, he will lose in the primary to Tish James. Shreya, your thoughts on 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 the future of the Cuomo sexual movement here in New York? <laughs> I cannot wait. Well, I feel like actually, I feel like it's kind of died down already. Uh, the it is interesting that like the people who are hardcore quoming earlier in the <laughs> pandemic are like not right now mm -hmm. um everyone's <laughs> silent and in their little nooks just hiding away ashamed at what they've done as they should be as for Cuomo himself I don't know like I obviously I also voted for sex in the city and then in the general voted for him Wait, the show or Cynthia Nixon? Yeah, I would have put the whole show on. <laughs> yeah, just the whole show. I'll take whoever I can get. Even fucking Charlotte would be better than Andrew Cuomo, I'm sure. <laughs> I voted for Arliss in that election. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it? I forgot his name. Whoever Stanley Tucci played. He was on the show, right? Yeah, oh, I think so. I don't know. Or he was in... He's I, mean, definitely I, in I think Stanley Tucci's in everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's got a bit role in every I single think, uh, show. I've been, um, I, I've been catching up. I've been catching up with Sex in the City um, on uh, HBO Max right now uh, over the last few weeks, and it's uh, it's 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 kind of interesting. Uh, it's kind of interesting going back to like you know that late '90s, early 2000s era. And, uh, anyway, yeah, but, they 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 always say 9/11 hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how much they say that. Line. <laughs> but look, they're right. It's a true moment. Uh, I think uh, I would say just in terms of Cuomo, can't wait like, for Sex in the City the reboot. Never yeah. forget. 
it's going to address COVID, they promised. So, uh, no Samantha, no, no, no Samantha, no sex. I know, like, just all the TV shows that are like, we really need to address COVID on, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. I'm good. I get that it's not a real world. I think we're all fully aware this isn't real, right? Am I... <laughs> That it's not really happening. They're going to start every episode on the reboot. Like, as I was sitting on the bench in Central Park, not forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> it suddenly dawned on me. <laughs> oh, that's as good a place to leave it for this week. I'll just say one last thing on Cuomo. In the words of our good pal, Oliver Willis, uh, strong and wrong will always beat weak and right. And that is a big part of why, you know, Cuomo took off. Like, every day he just went out and looked strong and confident, just turned out the numbers weren't right. Uh, <laughs> this is a rough thing. Uh, but this is a great conversation. Thank you so much, everyone, for being a part of it. I'll go quickly around and let folks tell folks where they can find you online and, and hear more of your, your, your beautiful, wonderful, intelligent thoughts. Uh, Shreya, uh, where, where, can, where can the kids find you online on social media? Um, well, I'm on Twitter, I guess. Shreya Sarkar7. Good luck spelling that right. If you find <laughs> me, if you don't. Like it Do you spell out? Amazing. One more follower. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Uh, it'll be S-R-I-Y-A-S-A-R-K-A-R -A -A number seven, because there are more than just one of me. Sure. And, uh, and yeah, Please Brown six. Taboo Project is wherever you find podcasts like this one. Excellent. Thank you. Mo, where can folks follow you and find more of what you have to say out there? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mo Van Clang, M-O-M-A-N-K-L-E-N-G, not Mom and Clang, Mo Man Clang. <laughs> but uh, it's mostly cat content, so if that's what you're looking for in 2021, as I think most people are, that's where you can find me. It's the right call. James Heskey, where can folks find you online? All, all the uh, social medias, James Heskey. Uh, I'm uh, there's only one other James Heskey, and uh, this is what's hilarious. He does uh, uh, SEO, uh, uh, whatever, whatever. So he he he's trying to beat me out, and I'm crushing him. I'm absolutely <laughs> destroying him. You should learn as a comedian. You should and, learn SEO. You should learn Spanish, and then just <laughs> just destroy him on both sides. <laughs> yeah, like like so. Yeah, so uh, like I'm sure he's a nice guy, but um, sorry, other James Husky, uh, H E S K Y. Just uh, you're 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 just not not cutting it. Excellent, thank you. And Robert George, where can folks find you online? Uh, you you can find me um, interrupting a lot of people uh, at Rob George uh, on 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 uh, on Twitter. Uh, Rob George um, Rob George twenty nine on Instagram. Uh, come from come come for the puns. Stay for the trenchant political uh, commentary, or vice versa. Uh, and uh, uh, as part of the um, Bloomberg Opinion crew, you can also follow us at Opinion uh, to find my, um, uh, my insights as well as uh, the, uh, uh, my much smarter colleagues as well. Excellent. And I am Tom Brennan. By the way, Tom, I, yeah, I, I, I the apologize for interrupting. The show is over, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it again. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, there's a lot of Tom Brennans out there, including my father. So I go at Brennanator on Twitter, at Brennanatorgram on Instagram. Thank you again, panel, for being part of the show. And thank you, as always, to Declan Chalvey and Jordi Belair, who designed the Electoral Dysfunction Eagle Art. 
thank you to Kevin Scott, who did our show animation, to Joanne Harris, who did our show theme song, and Ned Thorne, who helps me put these together every single week. And thank you again to Megan O'Malley for opening our show this week. And now to close us out this week, I'm going to kick it over to the only person from Queens we're not mad at these days, our old pal, David Wade, with the David Wade experience. Ned Thorne, star wipe us to Queens. 